Welcome, friends, to the second season of Happy to Fail. This incredibly healing journey started last year because I realized that as I grew up, so many people are afraid to talk about mental health because growing up in the 90s and the 2000s, social media was not a thing. And I wasn't the one to go to school and talk about these things because that led to bullying. I would try to talk to family members and with the exception of my mother who was always supportive, nobody else really comprehended this. I think you can make the comparison between physical and mental health and it's very easy to explain a broken leg. It's not exactly easy to explain a broken mind and I'm not exactly talking about it broken in a stigmatizing way, but I think that anybody that's been going through emotional challenges has an idea of what I'm talking about because you get frustrated. It's so hard for people to get into that head and really understand what is going on. And that led to me developing Happy to Fail. I firmly believe that from an emotional standpoint, we don't arrive broken, but so many different things can happen in our lives. And this is not talking about diagnosis, even though that is part of the conversation when it comes to depression, anxiety. We go through so many traumatizing experiences, whether it be an earthquake, a hurricane, a really bad relationship, a domestic violence, physical and emotional abuse. And we can become experts of hiding our emotions. People look at us and they think we're having the time of our lives. But deep down on the inside, we are broken, we are torn, and we are afraid to speak out. My name is Juan Velas. I am a proud survivor of multiple mental health challenges. I've overcome depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder. Do I still have those challenges today? Absolutely, but I, I think we can all agree that challenges, especially in 2020, happen on a daily basis. And we can focus on those all we want. But the most beautiful thing is when we focus on these ongoing conversations among our community, trying to figure out what are some of the possible options so we can all live a happy, healthy, and productive life. In this episode, we are going to shift the conversation into two different topics. So the first one is going to be about accountability. I think it's very easy for us to make mistakes, but then convince ourselves that, no, I didn't do anything. And even though initially that may seem like a good thing, there is a reason this podcast is called Happy to Fail. The fact that I fully embraced what I did right, what I did wrong, and it allowed me to have this conversation of what I would do differently, that's what led me to grow personally and professionally. On the other side, I'm going to give you a taste, a hint of what's to come in the second season that it is going to highlight 15 different episodes, and you can expect to listen to a brand new one each and every Monday. That way, when the week is starting, whether you're working on the road, working from home due to this pandemic, we can we can keep each other a little bit of company because I think that's something that we all strive. That's something that we all need right now, right? Because maybe you're in your home right now and you're either by yourself or you have somebody in there that you're not exactly comfortable talking about your emotions with. Well, maybe you can't directly talk to me as I'm recording this, right? But I think we can all resonate. We can all connect with our emotions by sharing that lived experience. And these episodes are going to be available every single Monday on Facebook, podcast apps. I am never going to sit here and pretend that I'm the expert. I'm not a clinical psychologist. I'm not a clinical provider of any kind. I'm a proud person with lived experience that decided to grab a microphone, hit record, and hopefully sharing these lived experiences and the honest conversations that I have with myself can motivate somebody else to make a positive change in their lives.
So getting to that first topic of accountability, the reason that I wanted to talk about this on this very first episode is that I firmly believe, let's say hypothetically, I gave you every single thing you've ever thought you needed to become better. You don't have money, here you go. You don't have a a clinical psychologist, here you go. You don't have a safe environment, here you go. Unless I recognize, I have this introspect, I can have this internal conversation to realize that it is up to me to identify not just the positive things that I'm doing to overcome, but that I can actually own up to myself that, hey, I messed up, hey, I made a mistake. Maybe I didn't take as much care of myself as I should have, unless I simply recognize that, not to just punish myself, not to tell myself worthless, because I feel like sometimes people think, uh, think of accountability as, I'm blaming you, you're the problem. To me, accountability is just having this opportunity to say, hey, that happened, own up to it, what are you going to do about it? And during this past year, especially uh, throughout this process of the pandemic, I've realized that accountability for me means that I have to recognize that I had to put up my self-care to maximum speed, especially with everything that was happening. And initially, I didn't. I kept telling myself, hey, it's going to be fine. This is, this is going to be you know, ending very, very soon. And I think we are all guilty of thinking about that because this is nothing that we've ever experienced before, right? The fact that I'm living here in Puerto Rico. You can be in Wisconsin, Illinois, Chicago, Alaska, anywhere around the world, whether it be more or less, we have all been impacted by this. And accountability for me in this process meant that if I worked out twice a week, but then because I'm feeling tired, I'm feeling exhausted because I'm working from home, and that meant that my emotions started to get a little bit looser, I can easily say, well, Juan, it's the pandemic, you know, it's okay to have that happen. I realized that for me, the moment that I gave myself that that justification to be like, it's okay to mess up, that was only going to make me feel worse long-term. Initially, it does bring down that anxiety, right? Because you're like, hey, loosen up a little bit. It's fine if you gain five, 10 pounds. But in my case, I've overcome morbid obesity. That means that if I justify, if I allow myself to open that door of eat just a little bit more, it's okay, pandemic. I know for a fact I would weigh uh, 20 more pounds as of the recording of this episode. Now, that's going to be very different for every single person. So that's why I'm not sitting here saying, hey, accountability for you has got to be this. I think the challenge here for everybody is have that honest conversation with yourself, especially between the months of May, uh, June, everything that's happening in the past couple of months. Is there anything you sort of let go? And when you think about that, you're like, wow, No wonder I feel worse now. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm not adapting to the changes. I'm not adapting to the situations happening around the world. And that first part is focusing on me, right? But something that has admittedly frustrated me so much is that you actually see when other people are being affected emotionally by what is happening, but they continue to justify. I've had people yell at me and they justify by saying, hey, the pandemic is happening. And I understand that because emotions are running wild, we're not sleeping well, and that's okay maybe one time, twice, but then it happens three times, four times, and you try to identify and have that conversation with people. And I've had that happen with even strangers that connect online with me, and then they're just insulting people. I go on Twitter, and people that are usually very positive all of a sudden become very toxic. 
And the challenge is that unless we're willing to have the conversation about, hey, my actions are my own responsibility. I understand that I can be very, very anxious. Maybe I didn't sleep well and I insulted you. I got to own it up for myself because then I need to realize I cannot keep doing this. By doing that long term, I'm impacting myself, I'm impacting others. So the question becomes, what am I going to do differently so I cannot have that same result? And accountability to me doesn't always have to be when you're making mistakes. Here's a really good example. So a couple of years ago, I was feeling awesome. I dropped weight, I was working out regularly, and I was going to my psychologist and I was feeling so good that I thought to myself like, hey, you know what? Maybe I, I can just call and cancel. Maybe I can tell a little white lie, you know, get away with that because I'm saving money, I'm doing this and that, I can just go play games, I can do everything else. The problem was that one cancellation led to another one. It led to me saying these uh, infamous words that I would just say, oh, I'll call you back. I'll, I'll let you know. You know, I, I got a lot of stuff happening. And then three, four months would go by. All of a sudden, I began developing anxiety attacks. I began to have problems in college. I began to gain weight. And by the time I got to my psychologist, I realized, Juan, you messed up, man. You fell into that comfort zone of out of convenience, you started canceling all of those different things. And I could totally justify myself. Well, Juan, you were doing so great there. It's understandable. People make mistakes. I sat down with myself and I told myself, Juan, you messed up, embrace it and get to work. Now you got to work four times harder to get the same result maybe that you got four months ago. And that's fine. Like I mentioned, this is not about uh, lashing out at yourself. This is not about insulting yourself. But if I allowed myself to shelter myself inside that bubble where it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. Eventually, that was going to affect my job. And it was affecting my job because I was sleeping less. I was being more anxious. I began gaining that weight. And then one day, uh, a day that I was not feeling all that great, I remember there was a, a janitor that randomly told me, Juan, what happened? And I'm like, what do you mean? Those pants are looking a little tighter. And on the outside, I just laughed it off. I was like, hey, it happens. On the inside, I felt destroyed. And if my self-esteem was high, it would not have mattered because, hey, it's going to happen. I've gained weight. I've lost weight. But that's what happens when all of a sudden you get attacked. You're not ready for it. You're not taking care of yourself. And as I say that to all of you right now, really, I'm saying that to myself because, hey, we are all going through this pandemic and we're going to have those awesome days that you realize, hey, I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking care of my family. All of a sudden, you get that phone call that maybe a family member got COVID-19. You find out that a neighbor is not necessarily taking care of themselves. Therefore, you're actually put at risk. And when we tie this all up with the topic of mental health, especially in this case, depression, anybody that has not lived through depression just cannot understand just how difficult it is because I mentioned this in the first season. This goes far beyond feeling sad. It's about feeling nothing. It's feeling that you can be alive and you don't care. You can be dead, you don't care. You can be uh, gaining 500 pounds and your house gets taken away, you don't care. If I'm not accountable for myself, that path of depression is not far off. If I'm not careful, I can fall back into that. And getting out of that, people, is maybe the most challenging thing I have ever had in my life. I've gone through multiple phases of depression in my life. Sometimes it lasts 
maybe just a couple of days. I've had times where I've been at it for months and I'm still expected to work. I'm still expected to do all of these different things because of the stigma. Imagine that in that moment, I went to my director, I told somebody else, hey, I know that I don't have to really say the mental health challenge, but people begin wondering, right? People get curious. It's like, hey, you were doing great. You were talking. Now you're all super quiet. But then you open up and the stigma is real. People say Juan is sick. Juan's not doing great. And I'm saying this not just with experiences for myself. I say this as somebody that has seen it about other people that are open about it. Then all of a sudden, the wall starts speaking. Hey, did you find out uh, that person has a bit of a depression? It's like, (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. That that person, man, they're just pathetic. They just got to get over it. And that conversation right there is going to continue with that second episode next week where I do bring Anna over and we talk about the topic of minimizing. And to begin concluding the conversation about accountability, to me, accountability means I fully accept myself for who I am, the good and the not so great. Accountability means the moment I even suspect I may try to justify my actions, I got to stop. I got to immediately stop my car, stop whatever it is I'm doing and say, Juan, if you open up that door, you do not know if you're going to be able to close it off. As rough as it may sound, we as human beings, we have the power to justify anything. Our mind is so powerful that I can punch you in the face and I can convince myself that it was the right decision. You said this I didn't agree with. You've said it five times. I got off on the wrong foot that day. I had an argument with somebody else and I took it out on you, but it's okay because you deserved it. That door, people. If we keep opening up doors so that we can justify almost anything we do without any accountability towards ourselves, we're going to end up hating each other. We wonder why so many people die by suicide, fall under severe depression, and then sometimes we ask them, hey, how come you didn't tell me? Look at our environment. Look at social media, look at your Facebook account, look at Twitter, and out of 10, 20, 30 posts, how many of them are people hating on people? And I'm not saying that we can't accept differences. Differences make us awesome. They make us unique. But because of the pandemic, because of the year that we are in, all of a sudden, we begin to attack the other person, we insult them, and we convince ourselves that that is the right option. I said this in the first season, but... If there's something that's been so healing for me, it's to own up my own words, to believe in what I am saying. I believe in what I am saying, and that's why I love having these conversations with you. So challenge yourself, believe in your words, talk about accountability with yourselves or with a loved one, because we are all going through this. And if you have two, four, five, six people living in one household, having these these dialogues about accountability can really be helpful because it lets everybody know where we are at and sort of those those areas that let's do whatever we can so we don't get there, so we just convince ourselves we're always in the right. And having said that, let's talk about what's to come with the second season of Happy to Fail. We are going to be having 15 different episodes, and uh, this was quite the challenge, people. I'll be real because I almost took a Netflix approach to the season where I wanted to make sure that every episode had a purpose that led you to the following one. So if you ever share one of these episodes in the second season, my advice would be to share this very first one 
because next week's episode, remember every single Monday, is going to be directly tied to this topic. The reason that I'm so excited to have somebody else with me in this podcast is that I know what helps me, but it's not about me. So by having somebody else with a different perspective, somebody that didn't live in Puerto Rico at one point, but lives elsewhere now, Anna, who's my friend, she can come here and give her point of view as a therapist, as somebody that has supported multiple different people, and then we can all engage on social media, happy to fail. You can email me at juan at happy and we can carry this conversation. We can keep it going. So some of the topics that we are so excited to get to hit that record button is the topic of minimizing. That's going to be happening next week. Future episodes include a conversation about trauma. And I think that's going to be a very healing conversation, a very tough conversation, because trauma is something that we have been uh, trained to, to fear, to get away from. And another episode that I know will bring out that true essence of the balance between Anna and myself will be connecting with a therapist. We're both going to sit down here and I'm going to give my perspective as a child, adolescent, and adult engaging in clinical services for my benefit. But then Anna is actually going to talk about her side of the spectrum, about how we can both connect. And if you're somebody that has never gone to a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a therapist, any kind of professional support, and you've been so afraid because you don't know what that's like, we're going to have that open conversation here. And I cannot wait to share that with all of you. So I hope that you're all ready and excited for the second season. I cannot wait to share these conversations with you. You can leave that five-star rating for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Facebook. So up until next time, we will be back next Monday. So what matters between now and then is please take care of yourself. And we will talk next Monday.